What up, what up, Wholesale 2 Million family? Happy Monday. We're back with another subscriber first Wholesale Do interview. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a girl, so it's a lady. So all the ladies out there, show, um, show Lisa some love. I'm going to bring her on and um, have her share with you guys her first Wholesale deal. I know she's been hustling, grinding, pushing, shoving, doing everything she can. She finally closed her first deal. So I'm excited for this, uh, uh, for, uh, for this interview. Now, before I get Lisa to come on and share with you guys the stories, um, I do want to, I do want to let you guys, those of you who don't know, I'm running a 2k web class and that is $2,000. It's either per person or per couple. It doesn't matter. It start on July 28th, July 28th is the start date. All right. It's going to start on at nine a, uh, uh, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Pacific Standard. All right. It's only now. It's not this. All right, you guys. This web class is not for everybody. It's only for those of you who's ready and who's committed and who feel like this is for you, right? Who feel like this is for you is something that you are seeking for. Like I said, it's not for everyone. All right. What the 2K web class is? You come to me. We're gonna spend the whole entire day together to figure out your market, to dissect, to, to work on any deals you're working on, analyze. Basically, you come to me with a goal and I'm going to give you an action plan to walk away with, all right? And we're going to spend the whole entire day together. This is for the first 20 people that want to, uh, that want to go at this with me, all right? It's only for the first 20 people. It starts on July 28th, all right? And what it is, is that I'm going to share with you all the tips, all the strategies, all the companies, the system, the entire thing. For those of you who are new, maybe you're just starting out or maybe you have done a few deals. Maybe you're doing a deals and it takes you a couple months to get another one. Basically, what, what it is, is you haven't put a system together. So you haven't getting consistent deals flow coming in. We got to make sure that I'm going to help you set up a system so you, where you can get consistent more deal flows. Work, work with you on the marketing strategies, whether you're having a few hundred bucks or a few thousands bucks to spend every single month. Whatever your budget is, like for me, what's more important is that you say, Kong, I, I, like, I'm ready. I'm willing to put in the work. I have to drive the determination, the focus. Like I have the energy that I'm going to go in this and I'm committed. That is what's more important to me. All right, you guys. So if you are ready, if you're interested, shoot me an email over to wholesale to millions, wholesale to millions at gmail.com subject to K masterclass. And let me know you're ready uh, to rock and roll with me on July 28th. So uh, with that aside, you guys, if you find any value throughout this interview, if you like the first subscriber, first wholesale deal interview, Please show me and the guests some love. Smash the thumbs up. If you recently closed your first wholesale deal, shoot me an email over to Wholesale to Millions, right? Ho uh, wholesale to Millions. Show me the money, which is the picture of the check, and I would love to get you onto the channel so you can share your story. But no further ado, you guys put your hand, put your thumbs together. Help me bring on Lisa. How's it going, Lisa? Pretty good. How's it going? <laughs> good, fantastic, and happy Monday. Congrats. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for so, having uh, me. Lisa, uh, you know, everybody probably wants to know is uh, how much was the first deal? I mean, it wasn't that much, but I mean, if you consider how much I made versus like having to actually work at a full-time job, um, it was 1500 So, I mean, that's about, I guess, working almost two weeks, you know, full-time at a job. And I did this in about, I don't know, maybe three hours total, I guess, just a bunch of, you know, sending emails and talking to people. So, I mean, it was super easy, really. <laughs> I love it. You guys, you, 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 the thing is, you, let me tell you this again. It's not about like on your first deal, like some of you make a massive amount, which is great, right? Obviously, which is great, but I'm telling you, the first deal is it's the, the key to getting the first deal you want to focus on is learning the process. It's just getting the deal done. If you can squeeze as much out of the deal and then get a, a large check, great. But if you're able to get it done, making 500 bucks, 200 bucks, a hundred bucks, I don't care what the amount is, is get it done. So you know the process. Once you have that belief built up within you, your confidence is going to skyrocket. Now you know the process and then you'll be able to duplicate and make the money, money over and over again. So, you know, if you can make a hundred bucks, you know that you can make 50,000, 60,000, et cetera. So, uh, Lisa, I'm going to have you, uh, I'm going to have you a takeover 
And then I, what I want is you to share the background. I, I kind of want to know the background, the dirt, everything, like your background story, and then how you lead into why wholesaling and then your first deal. Okay. Yeah. So I actually found out about wholesaling uh, late October or early November last year. Um, I was actually looking for videos on how to start fix and flipping. And uh, I came across uh, some guy talking about wholesaling. He, Who? he uh, honestly, I don't remember. I think his name was like Antonio or Anton. Oh yeah. Something like that. Okay. <laughs> Video. And, um, so I, I started watching that and he kind of explained how he would go through these, uh, he said hood, hood neighborhoods and he would find these like houses that look, you know, really ugly and all that. He'd contact the owner and, uh, basically, you know, get the whole wholesale process done. And I, at first, you know, I was skeptical. I was like, how is this even legal? Was it like, you know, I, I didn't believe it. Right. <laughs> I never heard of it before. And, um, so yeah, I started digging deeper and I came across other videos. I think the next person I found out about was, uh, Max Maxwell. And then I started watching his videos and then I actually came across you. Like he you're on the thumbnail also like on the side of his videos. So I started watching your videos and this was all, you know, you know, November, like around that time. And I pretty much became obsessed with everything, real estate, wholesale. And I started like kind of learning as much as I could. Right. And, um, I was working full-time job at the time and, but I did want to start, you know, trying to see what I can do marketing. And, um, so I started with, uh, a little bit of banded signs and, um, paper click. <laughs> so I did about, see the thing with the, the bandit size, uh, I, do, I wasn't, I, I guess, consistent. I did maybe about two, three weeks of it. And I think I kind of like went away from that because I actually got a call from, I guess, someone from the city and she basically like told me not to do that. So I was like, okay, um, let me not risk it. So I actually still have a few bandit signs that I haven't you know, put up. Um, and I tried doing a uh, pay-per-click. And so it was pretty expensive. I was getting, uh, some res I, I wouldn't say results because, um, they weren't, I guess, real leads. Like people were just filling out the form on my website and either the email was incorrect or the phone number was someone else or they didn't know, you know, what they were talking about. And so I was like, okay, um, this isn't really working or there's just people just kind of like wasting my money, I guess. And, uh, so yeah, I did that for a little bit and, um, I was like really like obsessed with what wholesaling was. And I kind of pretty much wanted to quit my job at that point, but I was like, okay, let me, uh, try saving a little bit more money and then I can go all in. And that's pretty much what I did. I, kind of like saved as much as I could. And um, so I actually did quit my job in March 22nd, I think. So, you know, it was like an inconsistent process, um, you know, until that day. Um, and so I was doing a little bit of everything. And um, finally, when I quit my job, I was able to get a little bit more, I guess, traction and um, really, you know, go in like 100%. And I, I still wasn't really, I guess, consistent with my marketing. I, I was trying to do a little bit of everything, but what actually got me my first deal was a postcard. So um, I guess I got like kind of lucky with it though, because uh, it wasn't like a big old batch of leads or anything. I think it was like a little, I think it was about 125 people that I sent a postcard to. And oh, wow. yeah, so finally I got a call and uh, that's kind of where, um, I guess where it took off from, I mean, I wouldn't say, uh, you know, it's, it's a slow process. I'm still getting the, the snowball effect going or trying to. And so the guy called me and, uh, he had a house <clears throat> and, uh, he wanted, he knew what he wanted for it. He was ready to go. He wanted to sell. Uh, so I kind of didn't really negotiate with him because I was like, well, um, the area that he uh, was wanting to sell the house is actually, um, it's like a, like a smaller town, like outside of Houston. Cause I'm, I'm in Houston, but I, I kind of like do, uh, outside, like, uh, it's, uh, Jefferson County. And so that's where his house was. And, um, so he was asking for, uh, 13, 13, five. And I had actually worked kind of like a, like sort of JV with someone else from California who did a deal out there. And so he was getting like an ARV for, for his house, the other guy at around 60. And, um, so I kind of just based it on that, like what my ARV for, for my house was going to be. 
And um, so I was like, okay, 60. And so I try to get it sold for um, 17. I was trying to ask for 17. So I did end up getting a, a, a buyer like the next day because I'm part of the, my local RIA. So we have like an email group and I posted it on there and I got, you know, that one guy, he, he was interested. And so he pretty much, I guess, negotiated with me and he, you know, he told me he would take it for 15. I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'll take it. You know, it's better than nothing. And so, yeah, um, that was pretty much it. Uh, it's pretty smooth process, I guess. <laughs> nothing, nothing really like out of the, I, I can't say that there was like a crazy experience or anything, you know, for my deal. Cause it was, it was pretty smooth transaction really. <laughs> so yeah. Lisa, I want to say, Lisa, I want to say congrats, but I have a lot of questions for you. And hopefully Lisa in this video, I'm going to teach you some negotiating so you can handle these buyers. Yes. So you can handle these buyers that are worried about how much you're making instead of how much they're making. And then hopefully that, um, that uh, I'll be able to help you maybe negotiate on your next deal with them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Lisa, for, first question is that why wholesaling? Cause I know that when you first, started you you were looking to the fix and flip why wholesaling just the fact that you can get started with like little money really and like i guess the way the process is it's like well you just find the house you contact the owner and then you know just get it under contract you know it, it, it's like pretty straightforward like the actual process is really simple you know it's just getting it for the good price and being able to find the buyer and all that but I was like, okay, if this is a real thing, then, you know, I can, I can do that. And so with fix and flip, I honestly did had no idea what, you know, it requires. And so when I heard of wholesaling, I was like, well, why not? Why not do this instead of, you know, fix and flip? So that's kind of how I went from there. It's just like the, I guess the, the low barrier of entry is what kind of attracted me to wholesaling. Awesome. Lisa, I'm so glad and happy for you that you found wholesaling because if you were getting to the whole fix and flip game, <laughs> I could tell you a lot of stories, a lot of nightmare stories. Um, now, Lisa, do you have any construction background? No. Oh, God, Lisa, I am, God, so happy for you because when I first got it, my biggest mistake, for, for if, if you haven't known already, is I started as fix and flip. I knew nothing about construction. So just like you, I didn't know the, I didn't know the term. I didn't know anything. And it takes much more time, much more work, much more education, much more things that you have to learn. All right. And so as you're learning and you're doing it, uh, it could be a problem. So I'm glad that you went into wholesaling first. Good. So now my next question for you is, so you started back in October and November, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind Start of our learning. Yeah, the learning. Okay. And then when did you act when did you actually like dive in and then start the doing? March? Like, yeah, I would say March, like being more consistent and like keeping up with what I had to do like weekly, you know, versus when I was working. It, uh, so for example, like when I had my uh pay-per-click running, um, I would get calls, right? It, it was actually working, but I would get calls and I wouldn't be able to answer them. And you mm. know how that's a big thing. If you're not there, like at that moment, you can lose the deal. So I was getting a lot of that. So to me, it was, it was a waste of time because it was just money down the drain that I couldn't answer these calls. And, and so, you know, once I finally, I quit the, my job, I didn't have as much, I guess, to spend monthly on pay-per-click anymore, but you know, I still tried it a little bit, but it was still, it wasn't working because now I was putting in less money monthly and I wasn't getting as many results um, for pay-per-click. Even though I did have the time now to answer the calls, it was just the money wasn't there. Right. So gotcha. Like, <laughs> gotcha. So the, the, the reason why I asked you when you, you when you initially start, uh, Lisa, is because people get, people get in. Obviously, they get all, you know, most people see people interview or, or, or show checks. They get all pumped up, all juiced up, all jacked up. Like they're super excited, right? They get inspired and motivated. And then they went on for 30 days and then yeah. maybe 60 days. Yeah. Some try 90 days. I promise you most will drop out after six months. Yeah. 90, like majority will drop out after six months if they got no deal. So that's why I asked Lisa start learning back in October and then maybe you, so you start doing a little bit, but not a whole lot. Right. Exactly. Yes. And then uh, March is when you are more consistent of mm -hmm. doing it. 
So as you guys can see, the time frame from the learning to the doing to when she actually got a deal, it took me six months. So, so, so when did you lock the property up on the contract, uh, Lisa? Uh, that was, let me see. So after, more, it was two months exact. So what, May 22nd, 23rd, something around? Got it. Okay. So, mm -hmm. you, okay, so you kind of ramp it up and be more consistent in, Mar in mid-March and then lock it up around May or so. Yes. Got mm -hmm. it. Okay. Now, Lisa, the next question is, because I have people ask me all the time too, Kong, should I quit my job or should I not? Listen to this. Maybe you can shed some lights on that, Lisa. What makes you pull the trigger and say, this is it? Uh, yeah, it was a hard decision, you know? Like, I honestly wanted to quit my job the moment I found out about wholesaling, but um, I had to wait just for me to feel comfortable as far as, like, what I had in savings and um, just, you know... I mean, I had like an internal battle with myself. I was like, should I do it? You know, but then I, I, I would see like videos about like taking the leap and all that. And, um, you know, I mean, I guess everyone has their own perspective on things. You know, some people have like a more realistic, uh, like, oh, you know, well, you got to think about the bills and this and that. But also, you know, some people have that like, just wanting to take the leap type of mentality and that's kind of I guess I was like a little bit in between but at the same time like I wanted it so bad because I don't want to be like stuck in the same situation where I mean I don't have like the worst life or anything like that but I mean it's just like you want you want more out of life you know and so that's kind of like what pushed me and I guess I've kind of always had like that um I want to work for myself type of you know mindset and uh so yeah, that, that's kind of what like pushed me towards that. And um, I do have to say like, I'm not really doing this alone. Like I do have a partner. Um, she can't, she doesn't really help me as much like with the, uh, the actual process of things because she hasn't been able to quit her job yet. But she's kind of like helping me out financially, like 50-50, like, like, you know, I'm putting in for my savings and she's putting in what she can. And so that's kind of like another little, kind of little net that I have, but it's not like, a 100%, you know, safety net is just something a little bit to help me out. But um, yeah, I, I think it just really depends on the person, you know, if you're like at that point where you just want something else, you have to take the leap. And, you know, like, you'll never know if you can fly if you don't <laughs> take the leap, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you can say. <laughs> no, absolutely. And okay, the thing is, I want to tell you guys here, is that um, you know, just like Lisa said, it's really, it really depends on person per person. You got to figure out where you're at. Do you have a family? Do you have kids? Or are you single, right? Like, uh, is your partner on board with you going three months, four months, five months, let's say after you quit the job without bring home a paycheck? Because you got to understand, like, as an entrepreneur, you know, when you're starting out building your business, right, you can go on months without paycheck. Right. Cause you know, cause, 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 cause you now, and that is, that is the risk. So a lot of times, you know, if, if you have kids, I mean, gosh, man, I, 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 I don't want to see you put your kids, your family through that. You know, I mean, for me, if you have a family, at least, you know, try to get that first deal done. I know the process, right. Uh, get some money sitting in the bank for a uh, reserve. It, it's just my personal opinion. But if you're single and you're ready to rock and roll, right? And you're like, hey, Kong, like if, 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 if I, if, if within the next couple months, if I can't make something happen, I'm, I, I'm ready just to sell everything, downgrade, like do everything I got. And I'm just sick and tired of my job. Then do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. Now, Lisa, let me ask you this question. Uh, actually, not a question, but let me say this and see if I'm right. And, and those of you who's listening, let's see if I'm right. Okay, so you have the entrepreneur spirit within you, okay? So when you first heard about wholesaling, you, so many of you want to quit your job and jump onto wholesaling because you got pumped, you got motivated, you got inspired, and you're like, why am, I, why am I working for somebody and spending whole eight hours for somebody else when I should focus on maybe my business and look at what wholesaling can do? And that's why. Because, because you got so motivated and then now you look at your job, you'd be like, oh my God, I'm wasting my time, you know, making someone else's money. Instead, I should have focused on if I would take all that time and put it on here, right? And to yeah. do, but uh, one thing I do want to share with you guys is that, yes, there are people that can close the deal within 30 days. 
All right, they got started. But let me tell you, the ratio of that is extremely rare. It takes people a couple months. So if you feel like you can go in a couple months, then do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, now, Lisa, let, let's, let's jump into uh, your deal here. Okay, so you got it off of postcard. Yes. Yeah, so... Um, you sent I, out 100... You, your, your first set of postcard? Um, well, this was my first set for that area, um, but second set of postcards, like, overall. I've tried a, I tried a, a, a set about 100-something here in Houston as well, but that one I didn't get anything. I think it just also depends on the market. I think Houston is very, like, competitive, so maybe they're getting a lot of target from people that do it here. Um, so I think in that other county, it's a little bit less saturated, so it's probably easier for someone to kind of look at the postcard and say, hey, you know, maybe I'll give them a call. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, I actually did a postcard off of, um, well, the first set was from REI Pro, and then the second set for the, the one that I got was from PropStream. So I tried their, their, their system. I was actually doing like the, um, the trials for each, um, you know, for people that don't know, it's like a CRM. Uh, I guess you can pull lists, um, you know, they have like different data access sort of stuff to kind of help you out. And so, yeah, and then they have like the, the postcard um, mailers and other little features that both of them have. And so I tried it um, through there. Um, and yeah, so that's how I got that one. It was like a, a pre-made template. I kind of just like changed some of the wording. And so the funny thing is that, um, this, uh, so I put my, my website on the postcard as well as my postcard phone number. Um, Cause I use call rail for the tracking numbers on the postcards. And um, so I guess the, the number on the postcard actually got like, I guess washed off or something. And so the guy went to my, my uh, website and then got the number from my website phone number. And then that's how he, he was able to, to, to get a hold of me. So, I mean, I guess that's a, a good thing to know. Like sometimes it's good to both have your website as well as, you know, the phone number in case anything you know, happens on in route to the, the homeowner. <laughs> gotcha. Lisa, a very good tip. Now, what Lisa just mentioned, you guys, it's also very important, which is market. Some of you are in a market that is so competitive and so saturated where the competition is just outrageous. Not saying that you can't do any deals. Listen to me. I'm not saying that you can't do any deals because uh, you know there's, there's plenty, plenty to go around. But what happens is when you're in a saturated market, it's going to require much longer time, much longer. Like you have to spend more money marketing, all right, to really like so – to, 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 so, so people can actually see, uh, see you because it's like you send a postcard and then five or six other people send a postcard on top of that. You got to have the money to consistently long enough to keep on going. All right. So, cause, and a lot of you don't know you're in a market that is saturated. And, and that's why, you know, having mentor and having people come in, dive and dissect your market and figure it out. The only way to know is, is to really sit down and dissect your market and see what's going on and, and figure out, hey, is it too competitive? And maybe you need to go into a different market, right? You need to have an open mind, possibly go into a different market. So Lisa, your first one is about 100 postcard. Your second batch is about 125 and you got one deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was happy with it, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. So, so now I want to talk about, uh, so when this, let's just say what, so the seller calls you. Yeah. How, how did the conversation go? Uh, I mean, it actually went a lot better than I guess what I expected. Um, the guy actually was like a talker. He, he talked a lot. And so he, he kind of, you know, he kind of did overpower me a little bit as far as like the, you know, what he was talking about and this and that. But, you know, he told me his situation and it wasn't like, I, I wouldn't say like, I mean, maybe he was like, really motivated but the main reason why he was uh, trying to sell was um so the house was vacant and needed a lot of repairs he kind of said that it didn't need that many repairs and that he could do it himself but when i actually like was able to look at it it kind of did need a lot so um yeah he basically needed the money from that sale to i guess fix his current house or something like that is what i understood and so yeah he wanted to sell he knew exactly what he wanted for the house and and he said don't call don't call me back and try to negotiate uh you know if it's a penny less or anything like i'm not gonna take it and so i was like okay well crap maybe i can still make it work somehow and i was lucky that i did (laughs) because he wasn't gonna take any lower okay oh god okay so 
All right, Lisa, let me tell you, let me give you another tips here. So the seller wanted it 13, 13 what? 13, five. 13, five. You, you got, you gave him the whole 13, five. Yeah. You guys listen, <laughs> I have seller. I, I, Hey, I'm not saying that all seller, but I do have seller that say that sometimes don't mm -hmm. call me back. Don't do this. Don't do that. That's the, that's, that's the absolute lowest. You guys take it or leave it. We always make an offer. We, we always make an offer, but you don't want your offer to be super low if the number makes sense, right? If the number kind of makes sense, you don't want to go, to go super low where you offended them. But, you're, but basically what you're going to do, Lisa, just a, just a little tip. So now, Lisa, let me ask you this first, though. When you talk to the seller, were you, like, did the seller know that you are the actual buyer? Like, like you are the buyer? Or, or, or <laughs> what's that? No, 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 continue, sorry. <laughs> so does he know that you work independently like you are the buyer or are you just an employee? I, I kind of went with that, uh, oh, let me uh, talk to my purchase manager type of thing. And so, but I guess I still was a little bit like uh, nervous to go any lower than what he wanted, you know? <laughs> gotcha. Lisa, let me tell you something. When you're just employee, Lisa, like, like the seller, you guys, they, when they get mad or upset or offended, it's easy for you as employees to say, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I upset you. I offended you. Like I did. I promise you, I didn't come up with that number. It's, it's my team manager. I apologize. And, 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 and most of the time, the seller will come down because they felt like they're taking out on you, but it's not really your fault. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's all about positioning yourself. So if you, if you like that, Lisa, I mean, you could present to him like, hey, 12,000, 12,500. You know, hey, um, after the research, my team manager wanted me to give you this offer. I understand you mentioned, hey, 13,500 is the lowest asset you can go, but my job is just to present you the offer. I, I hope that, you know, we can really come to an agreement on something fair that works, but I, I think we're very close. Basically, what I'm doing here, Lisa, is I'm prepping him up before I shoot him a number because he already mentioned that's 13,500 is the lowest. So Lisa, here goes. It's uh, it's twelve five, Lisa, right? So I would go something like that. Oh my God, twelve five. I already told you that I'm not gonna take any. Oh my God, I like I said, I apologize. It's not me. Um, you know. So 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 if I can get the approved with my team for, I would even come back and say, so I mean, you know, I mean, I'm we're at twelve five. You're at thirteen five. Like, is there anything that you can help us out with the price, right? You want to push, and then when what what and it's so all you guys. And I'm telling you, when you're on the call, you got to feel it. When you feel like, hey, you push it all the way, then, hey, okay, Lisa, I, I, okay, I'm sorry. Lisa, I really want to make this deal work. So how about this? So if I can get the approval of purchase price from my team manager for $13,500, you all ready to go. Is that correct? You see, you, like, you'll be able to save the deal. Trust me. Yeah. And when you're a girl on the phone, the chance <laughs> way higher. <laughs> way higher. Okay. So now let's go. So you got to lock up. It's a vacant property for $13,500. So what is the uh, repair cost? Uh, I estimated just about, man, I don't know, was it 20 or 25, something around that? That's what I, that's what I, I put it out for. And, you know, I, I, I kind of let them know, like, that's just kind of estimated repairs. Obviously, sure. not the sure. or anything. So, uh, so Lisa, how many bedroom and bathroom? It was a three, two, I think. Okay. Three, two. And what's the square foot uh, uh, footage? Oh God. Oh man, I shouldn't remember this. Um, it's okay, just a guess. Fifteen hundred. Then thirteen to fifteen, something around that. Okay, cool. So thirteen to fifteen. You guys talking to sell is what I do, man. Twenty four seven, three sixty five. <laughs> so now, Lisa, thirteen, thirteen to fifteen hundred square feet. You estimated. Now, did you ask the seller what he thinks the the rehab cost would be? Yeah, and he. Kind and what did he say? Like lower, Five. like. Uh, I think 10 or 15 is what he said. You gotcha. know, he was saying that he could basically go in there one day with his friend and like fix it up, <laughs> you know, himself. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I got you. Now, Lisa, so the house, does it need, does it need a complete rehab? Kitchen, uh, bathroom, all that? Yeah. 
Washington, yes, but it, it, yeah, it's, it was a, it wasn't like as bad as I've seen some houses, but it was, it needed some work. It had like a hole in the roof. Um, the outside paneling was like three sure. different colors and different types of material. Um, yeah, the kitchen was completely not even there. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So basically a whole rehab. Now, um, Lisa, is this in an A neighborhood, a B, a C or an F neighborhood? I would say probably like a B or C. I mean, because it's like a smaller town. So, I mean, for that area, I mean, it's not like completely horrible, but it's not like as better as some of the other neighborhoods that I've seen in that area. So I would sure. say probably like a B or C. Gotcha. <laughs> now, uh, when we, so now after update, so when we update the house, does it support granite countertops, stainless steel appliances? Like, does it have to be the high end uh, fix up? I wouldn't say it needs to be just based on the other houses around the area. They, they're kind of like older style. Like maybe like, I think the house itself was like, man, I guess, uh, like 1940s or thirties or something like that. So it's an older neighborhood, you okay. know, like they're smaller. Yep. Um, and so I don't think it really needed all that work. So, right. So now, so, so Lisa, uh, first off, ha not knowing any construction, how do you how do you estimate that's going to be 20, 20 to 25 um so i found a method i guess it's kind of like a square foot method just kind of basing it on like if it's not so bad you do like 15 per square foot and then as if it's getting a, a lot worse and you do maybe like 20 25 30 per square foot that's kind of how i got an estimate but i've heard like other ways to do it but that's just kind of how i've been doing it <laughs> so gotcha Gotcha. Yeah. Now, when you when you estimate the twenty to twenty five thousand, you figure that just it just needs to be a standard, uh, 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 just uh, just a standard upgrade yeah. on the house, right? Just overall, yeah, not okay. like like mm, nothing fancy. Yeah. Got it. And, and, and you guys, the reason I asked Lisa these questions is so so those of you that are listening, like me, when I first started, I, I knew nothing. So when it comes to calculating rehab, I like, well, how do I know? And, and, and this is going to give you guys at least a ballpark of what it is. So Lisa estimated based on she learns, you know, uh, based on uh, the price per square feet. All right. And, and how you guys can find that out is call some local contractor in your area uh, and just ask them. So she figured 20 to 25,000. That's just probably just to give it to uh, the standard, not granite top, top stainless steel appliances. Okay, good. Now, how do you figure out the ARV? Um, just kind of based on like some of the houses that I found, uh, in that area. And then, um, you know, cause I had worked with another guy, he was in California that got a deal, uh, sort of around the same neighborhood, maybe not the exact same neighborhood, but, um, close by. And so he got his ARV about 60. So I kind of just like went off of that. And then like some of the houses did also were looking around that range, maybe like 50, 55. So I was like, okay, maybe it can be 60. So I just went with the 60 and, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I got lucky, though, because, you know, that I, I got a buyer. And, um, I mean, the, the buyer ended up saying that he was estimating 30000 repairs. He, he was actually, he's actually a contractor, so he had a better idea of actual repair costs. Makes sense, okay. I mean, uh, I guess, I don't know, like, when I look at the numbers, I'm not sure if it was, like, a complete deal, but, I mean, he was still willing to take it. And I, that's why I'm like, I guess I got kind of lucky with it. So, gotcha. Um, yeah. Gotcha. So, so Lisa, did, did your buyer, did your buyer agree on the ARV was around 60? He actually never said anything about that. So I guess, you know, maybe he thought it was about that too. Cause he's, you know, uh, I've actually worked with him uh, again recently. And so he does his own like research and all that. So I'm guessing for the first one, he knew that it was still going to work out for him as far as whatever he was going to do with it. So Gotcha. Okay. So he estimated, um, Lisa, I, I can, pro I can, I can confirm with you a three bedroom, two bath, 13 to 1500 square feet is probably just a standard. He has to redo everything, windows, electrical, plumbing, kitchen, bathroom, flooring, paint, probably going to be around 30,000. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, is he planning to flip it or keep it as a rental? I asked you know? him, I think he might do a rental for mm. that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And how much can the house rent for? Honestly, I'm not even sure. I probably like, because that yeah. is just the area, maybe like four to 600 a month, maybe. Gotcha. Okay. So four to 600. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. Um, and how do you find your buyers? 
Um, I'm in the local RIA, so we have an email group, and uh, so it just blasts out to whoever is part of that group. I really don't even know how many people are in it, but I'm hoping it's at least a couple hundred. And so, you know, I've, I've, I've seen like other emails between the group, you know, whenever someone uh, sends something. So I see that, the, you know, they're very active and like people are interested, but a lot of the, the deals that I see are like around Houston. So I was kind of worried that I wasn't going to find someone from my area because it's about maybe like an hour and a half from Houston. So it's mm -hmm. a little bit out there. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, so that same buyer, he, um, I'm actually working on a JV deal right now that's in escrow. So I didn't get that one under contract. It was someone else in that area. Um, so I, I was like, Hey, yeah, you know, I have a buyer. Um, oh, good. yeah. So the, the, the cool thing about that one is I was actually referred, um, by someone in one of the other like a Facebook group that I'm in he was like hey I saw this guy he has a deal uh he needs a buyer and I know that you're in Houston so I'm gonna like connect you guys and I'm like, okay cool so yeah he actually did end up um emailing me the, the one that had it on under contract and so I, I blasted out to my buyers and I directly sent it to the guy who bought my first one because he was like if you ever get anything else let me know and so yeah he ended up taking this one too so you know he's been like I guess my go-to, but I still want to get my, you know more people that way. At, at least some competition between the buyers a bit. <laughs> of course, of course. So how much? So how much are you going to make on this uh, JV? Man, if everything works out, it's you know it's uh, waiting to close. Um, I think it should be about thirty-five hundred. There you go, girl. Woo! <laughs> Last one. Yeah. So, so so now is that is that a fifty-fifty uh, split? I guess. Yes. Okay. Good. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, let me see here. Now, for those of you who, who don't attend your local RIA, you don't have to attend your local RIA. Now, listen, like everything can be done virtually. You can go on Facebook and type in whatever the, uh, whatever the, uh, the area you're looking to wholesale in and type in RIA, R-E-I-A. You should be able to find it, join their Facebook, get, onto the, get into the email list. You see, the nice thing about people that go into the RIA, it's, it's like they know the whole thing right? They know you're a wholesaler, if you're a wholesaler, so you don't have to hire anything like that. And there are people in there that are like active, just like Lisa said, like we actually sell uh, some of our deals to people that's in the local RIA. So there are active people in there that buys, fix and flip, right? And it's a great way to go and network and also learn as well. All right, you guys, if you haven't done that, I, need, I suggest you need to do that ASAP. Um, now, Lisa, when you market a deal beside the RIA, where else do you market your, your, for your buyers? I, ask, uh, I put it on Facebook as well, just because I, I got a little nervous, I guess, just because of where the, in the area where the house was at. I thought maybe it wasn't going to like be that attractive. So I tried doing it on, on uh, Facebook too. And I think I also did on Craigslist. I don't really remember. But um, I did do a marketplace on Facebook. Um, you know, I, I didn't put the exact address. I just said, you know, this Smart. area and, you know, the details and all that. Yeah. Cause I know some people might try to do that. Uh, try to steal yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Smart. So you guys, when you put off uh, on, you know, if you put on the Facebook wholesaling houses full time, uh, anything like that, um, your local area, I think it's okay to give the address Craigslist, mm -hmm. uh, the Facebook marketplace or the, uh, the wholesaling Facebook group, like, don't put the address, let your buyer calls you and then verify. All right. Verify them on the phone, qualify them on the phone. Make sure that it's someone that you feel like you comfortable and can trust. Then you give out the address. But when you put out the address on massive like that, there are potential people. I, you know, I believe there's more good people than bad, but there will be people that want to go behind your back and do that nasty thing, trying to steal your deals. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So you got the buyer. So how long do you lock it up on a contract with the seller for Lisa? I did 45 days just nice. to be safe. Um, and it actually closed in 21 days. I nice. Think. And what was the earnest money? Uh, he put a thousand down. I had asked for 25 or no, 2000, I think, but he, he, he's like, okay, I'll give you a thousand. You buyer. Like, okay. Well, now what was the, uh, what was the, um, uh, what was the earnest money with the uh, seller? Nothing. <laughs> I didn't give him anything. <laughs> yeah, I Zero didn't. Dollar. <laughs> Zero dollar. Zero. Zero, okay. And then uh, it closed within 21 days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So your buyer went out there, did the walkthrough on the property, right? Or did he buy sight unseen? Uh, no, yeah, he went out there actually. So, um, you know, he, he told me. So I put it out the next day. Um, and then, no, actually, I, I put it out as soon, you know, as soon as I got it on their contract. Right. 
And then I think I got the uh, message from the buyer next day. And then, okay. no, 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 wait. Same night, actually, I think. Okay. Out the next day. So he literally went out the day after that I got it under contract. Wow. And then he take it. Um, you know, and then honestly, I didn't even know how the next like step of the, the, the deposit went. I thought he had to go send it to the, to the title company. And I guess, you know, they could do that, but he actually, um, he's like, Hey, I'm going to dr drive back to Houston, you know, cause he's like an hour and away to where the house is at. Um, you could meet me here and pick up the, pick up the check for the, um, you know, the, the deposit. And, um, so I really didn't really know like what had to do with that. Like, uh, um, he kind of like told me, okay, you know, I have to write it up to the title company and then you drop it off to them. And I was like, okay. And so, yeah, I, that's pretty much the most work I did outside of like just being on the computer or the, you know, on the phone. I just went to go meet him to pick up the, the check. And awesome. Then, yeah, that was pretty much it. I, I actually go towards that area every maybe like a month or so, like once a month. And so I was able to like drop it off like that weekend. And um, yeah, so then they had all the documents there and after that, it was just a bunch of like just emailing and like keeping the, the, the seller updated pretty much. <laughs> yep. Fan yeah. Fantastic. You guys, like I said, you can do this virtually. All right. So the buyer said, hey, I guess he wants to meet with Lisa and hand Lisa the check. But typically, typically buyer can wire in their funds, which means tell your attorney or your title company to, hey, I got a buyer here. It's going to wire in their, uh, want to wire in their fund. And all they do is the title company just shoot them an email with a wire code, wire instructions for them to send to their bank. And then their bank can wire in the money. I listen, you guys, all this can be done virtually. Okay. Or your buyer can actually go to the title company and drop it off. You like, you don't need to be there, but yes, the check is not made out to you. It's made out to the title company or the attorney because that's where they're going to hold the deposit. Comprende? Entiendo? <laughs> so I hope you guys understand that. Now, let me give you, Lisa, that's wrapping it up one time. I got to say congrats, but I'm going to give you some tips here when negotiating with the buyer. So the next buyer you're going to come is that always want to make sure that you put a partner in between. So you can think as your other girlfriend or me or whoever it is, right? So what you're going to do is he, so he came, he walked through the property and he said, Hey, I can do it for 15. Correct. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah, he well, he actually uh, he actually said uh, fourteen, and then I was like, um, well, honestly, that's kind of cutting it into my um, my profit, and so then that's where he asked me how much did you get it under contract for, and so I told him I was like it's thirteen five, and he was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna, I don't want to, you know, be like that and cut you out too much, so I'll do fifteen. So, Lisa. <laughs> all right, Lisa, here goes, Lisa, right. <laughs> So do you guys, you guys don't understand, man, when, when you talk, see, when, when, when those of you who got the King Kong seller script package, you talk to the seller, you listen to the call, which is great. You gain experience. But the thing is, you guys, when you get somebody to help you dissect the call and, and tell you, hey, here's something you did wrong, here's something, dude, it, it even will help you escalate even more. So I'm going to help Lisa here just a little bit. Just give you some tips. Most, most buyers will ask you that. Right. When, when you tell them the price, some, some, some buyer will tell you up front, like, uh, so how much you got under contract for? This is the first, this is what you, you, you want to do, Lisa, for the future. So let's just say Lisa asked me, okay, I'm sending out to Lisa uh, for 17. And Lisa might be coming back, one of those buyers that worry about how much I'm making. And said, well, Kong, uh, so how much you guys got under contract for? And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, well, Lisa, you know, the 17000 is already including our assignment. That is the purchase price, right? That's the purchase price. That's how much you need to know to, to come to the table plus the closing costs, right? Because we agreed to, with the seller that buyers pay all the closing costs. So there's no, there, so my assignment fee is not on top of that. The 17000 is, is is what you pay. So, I mean, just let me know, you know, just let me know if that works for you or not. That's it. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, you know, I, no, I, I understand that. I just want to know, like, well, what's, well, what's your guys' wholesale fee, your assignment fee? Well, you know, Lisa, typically, you know, we, we like to work with a buyer a few times before we can actually, uh, you know, give that, them that number. We would want to build the trust, the relationship first. And, you know, my partner would not like that. You know, I do have a partner uh, on this. And uh, he or she will probably not like it if I give you. Now, I, I'm not saying that I don't trust you, Lisa. I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm just saying that we got bitten in the butt before right? We got hurting before where a buyer, like the number that we sent to them, like we consistently out there working and finding the deals for them, right? Because we built the relationship. 
um, and when we tell them, and then they and then they will worry about how much we're making instead of how much they're making, and they forgot about all the work and all the time and all the effort that, and and the money we spent marketing trying to find these deals, and then they trying to uh, negotiate with us. So and, and so I hope you can understand, Lisa, that you know I won't be able to share with you the uh, the amount because obviously my my partner is probably not going to approve it because we got hurting before. And so I hope you can understand that. But what I can reassure you is the 17,000, that is the purchase price. There is no more assignment fee on top. And you just need to let me know if that works for you or not. And maybe after we build relationship, then yeah, maybe in the, in the future, uh, you know, maybe my, my partner and I are, are, are open to let you know. So that's how you position yourself. It's just blame it on your partner, right? <laughs> yeah. No, just, just, just blame it on the partner and just tell them, hey, I hope you can understand that I, I just don't want to be, you know, we got hurt before. And most people will understand that, Lisa. Like, they understand where you, you come off, like, you're putting your wall up because you got hurt from it before. So they understand that. Most, when you say that, they won't push anymore because you tell them, I hope you can understand that. It's like when you made a mistake and you just don't want to continue making the same mistakes. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Okay. One out of the way. Now, here's another one. Now, he comes right. back. So, so when he mentioned that, Lisa, when he said, when he said, well, 14, uh, well, you know what? I really got to talk to my partner because really we just sent out the deal and you were the first one. And it's hard for us to go ahead and, and, and knock, knock off $2,000, you know, right off the bat. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to, if you want the deal, if the 17 doesn't work for you, I mean, just, just let me know what's the best you can do. But I, I, I got a partner on this, you know, and I got to talk to my partner about it, but I don't think that number will work. So just, I mean, so, so let me know what's the absolute best you can do. Now what you're doing is you, you just letting him renegotiating with himself. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you yeah. just let him renegotiating and say, Hey, I got to get an approval from my partner. If they come in way low, if they come in lower than your asking price, Lisa, I don't care if it's 500 or a thousand bucks. I don't care. Just tell them, Hey, well, you know what? I got to get an approval uh, from my partner because, uh, you, uh, you know, our price we sent out was 17 and you come in lower. So, you know, I, I'm not the whole decision maker here. And when, and I have done that, Lisa, and my buyer say, yeah, you know what, um, Kong, I think we can make that work. Let's just go ahead and push through it. Because now they worry about losing the deal. You're going to come back to the partner. They don't know when they're going to hear back from you. Like, it's like you tell, when you were negotiating with the seller, it's like when they say, I got to think about it. It's the same thing. And you're like, oh, God, screw it. You know, the number work. Let's go ahead and move forward. Yeah. Okay. So there goes, Lisa. So always position yourself like that and make sure that you tell, you, you put a partner in place so, so you don't have, so you don't, first of all, you don't, call, you don't cause a conflict or um, Alex told me this word and I would never know how to use it is, is uh, confrontational. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, so basically you're like, hey, I want to make this work with you, but I got a partner. Mm -hmm. Right. So there yeah. you go. So you put all the pressure and all of that onto your partner, not on you. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Because I honestly, yeah, I was a little worried, you know, just because I just wanted to get it done. Agreed. And so I didn't really put in that extra effort of like, yes. you know. I understand. <laughs> no, Lisa, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. You're like, oh my God, I got a buyer. I want to get this deal done. I'm so excited. You know, the amount of time you're thinking all of this amount of time that I got in, I don't want to make him mad or her mad. I don't want to offend him. I don't want to tick him off. I don't want him to walk away with this deal. I just want to get it done. I understand. But yeah. trust me, Lisa, when they want the deal and they're really legit buyer and you uh, without causing that, uh, uh, you know, with, without causing that real friction, put it on your partner. I promise you the deal will go just fine. Nice. I'm going to try that for the next one. All right. So Lisa, we're going to wrap it up. So um, I'm going to let you any tips, advice that you want to give to anybody that's starting out that have not gotten their first deal. Oh man. Just like everyone says, and it's true, just stay consistent on whatever like your marketing channel is and just keep doing it. You know, like if you don't like cold calling, like, you know, you might have to spend the extra little money to send postcards. Cause that's, that's kind of like my thing. I don't really like talking on the phone. I like, taking the inbound calls. I don't mind that, but I don't like the outbound calls. So, I mean, I do have a little bit extra money saved up, like I said, to, to spend on, on postcards and all that. So you just have to choose what, what do you think is right for you? Some people are really comfortable with cold calling. So if that's your thing, then keep doing it. And it, it really is a numbers game and you're going to eventually hit someone that wants to sell and they, they might not want to sell it at the price that you're hoping for. But if you 
you know, maybe just talk to them, build that rapport, and eventually you, you're going to get the deal. So just keep going. Don't give up. That's, just, that's kind of what I have to say about the whole situation. <laughs> Lisa, love it, love it. Before, before anybody, any one of you comment below or say, Kong, huh, I don't have the money to market. I said, come on, man. Shit. Find a way. <laughs> I promised you that you can sell something in your house to get the cash. If you say, Kong, I want this bad, do you know how many people I get email and comment on Instagram saying, I want this so bad? I said, go sell something at your house that you don't really use, don't really need right now to get the cash that you need to freaking build a business, to make that money. Kong, I got to sell the couch that I love, that I sit on all the time to play my video game like a little boy. Yes, sell that darn thing and sell it ASAP. <laughs> so, uh, Lisa, how do, how do people connect with you, Lisa? Um, well, I'm actually thinking of starting a YouTube channel, but, um, I don't, I would have to probably give you my, my link or something to my, my page. But, um, as far as Instagram, they can reach me on at, uh, Lisa X infinity. Uh, yeah, that infinity, like not, um, not Xfinity. So it's just Lisa X infinity on Instagram. Awesome. And then when you do have the YouTube, send it to me. I'll pop it in the description, you guys. Once again, you guys, if you haven't followed me on Instagram, hit me up on IG. Go to Kong, K-H-A-N-G dot like a period, W-T-M. And Lisa, I want to say congrats. Thank you so much for coming on, taking your precious time to share and giving everybody back some value. Now, if you recently closed your first wholesale deal, you know what to do. Email me and show me the checks and I would love to get you on. And uh, for those of you who don't know about the 2K web class, once again, I'm running. It's going, it's for the first 20 people, July, July 28th at night at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard, where we're going to get on a Zoom, which is a web class. On Zoom, you're going to get a link to it. And basically, on that day here, you come to me with your goal of what you want to do, where you want your business to be, what you want to do with your business, whether you're new, haven't done any deals, or maybe you're trying to scale up your business to actually get more deal consistently. Um, whatever that is, I'm going to give you the action plan, sharing with you all the tips, the strategies, dissect your market, dissect any deals you're working on. But my goal on that day is for you to walk away with an action plan just for you to go implement and execute. Uh, and trust me, a lot of times you just don't know what you don't know. Maybe on that day, that day might be the missing link that you're looking for. Those of you who are starting out, who lost, who confused, who's overwhelmed, don't know what to do. Even if you tried out the step-by-step -step or you bought another course, you just still lost and confused and don't know what to do, exactly how to start the business, exactly how to be organized and put a system together. On that day, I'm going to make sure that you can walk away with a clear, clear action plan that you need, you can go and implement. All right. So if you are, if that's you, I'm speaking to, it's not for everybody. If that's you, I'm speaking to, then shoot me an email over to wholesale to millions, wholesale to millions, subtitle 2k web class. And I'm ready to rock and roll, roll with you. We're going to spend the whole entire day together. All right, Lisa, thank you so much. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, until next time. Have a good one, Lisa. Bye. Bye.